gonna get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Grind it, get a lot of dough. And dirt the water obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles Cause anything is possible What is up, ladies and gentle peoples? It's me. It's me. It is me, Marcus E. Your man, man, the same man, back with another episode of the Marcus Hendricks Show. It is a little fun. We're back to, you know, how this all started. It is fun every time I get to do the Marcus Hendricks like five times in a row, introducing the show and me and, you know, whatever. Like Beyonce said, got a big ego. Oh, such a huge ego. No. Um, Man, look, okay, just get this out the way. Shorter episode today, much shorter. I think... Going forward, excuse me, while I ASMR you with a sip of my water. Ah, refreshing. Yeah, I'm going short, not not necessarily shorter episodes all the time or even for any reason other than I just want to break them down, condense them. Because, man, I be going, I, I be feeling the spirit. The Holy Ghost get up at me, right? I am one. Okay, we're in an interesting spot right now as far as this country. And that's where we're going today. This country and the USA, the US of A's. We just had another school shooting. I, I think here's the I'm almost wondering are all the school shootings getting reported? I feel like no. I imagine I honestly don't feel like they're all getting reported. I don't know. Maybe they are. And if they, regardless, there's too many of them. Any of them is too many. So to that school in Nashville, um, I can't think of the entire name, the Covenant School in Nashville. They're, you know, all those kids, their families teachers, the custodian that I saw on Twitter. This shit's getting ridiculous, man. It's getting ridiculous because it's it should never, this is like a situation that's not supposed to get ridiculous, right? Like it's not supposed to happen anywhere near constantly enough for it to get ridiculous, right? Like you, there should be, to get to a point where you're saying the school, the mass school shootings, the mass shootings in this country, it's too much, it's getting to too much. It, it's crazy, but it is. It, it's getting to too much. It shouldn't be happening regardless. And the fact that it's happening so commonly, so prevalently, mm, 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 man, it, it, I don't even know what to say about that one. So I'm like, how do you wake up in the morning? I, I don't, I don't even get that. How do you wake up in the morning and say, yeah, today's the day I go kill, kill, kill children. I don't get that, man. And I, I think what's even worse is you have people on the back end using this they're opportunists. We have so many opportunists in this world, in this country, in our government. Josh Hawley out of Missouri, the senator who is now, again, one of those that was like unofficially on my FU list, but is now name written in stone on my FU list. It's fucking hypocrite. I am calling on FBI Director Ray and Homeland Security Secretary uh, Mayorkas to open a federal hate crime investigation into the massacre in Nashville targeting a Christian school. I find it actually interesting that he made sure to note targeting a Christian school. If I were him, if I were his, if I were his communications uh, secretary, if I was his chief of staff, his press secretary, whatever, I would 
Which I'm wondering, you know, almost like, was it intentional? It had to be. He, you know, very clearly denoted that. But I'm like, I would have told him, no, don't, let's not. Excuse me. Sorry, guys. I would have told him, yeah, let's not add to the targeted Christian school thing. You're you're making that hypocrisy. You're literally highlighting hypocrisy. Because Josh Hawley, if we remember the name, um, and here's the, the title of a Guardian article, Josh Hawley called fraud and coward over response to Nashville school. Because Josh Hawley was the lone vote against the uh, national anti-hate crime, Asian anti-hate crime bill. He was the lone vote against. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. My allergies are on a thou while, and I'm eating some Apple Jacks. So if you hear rattling around, it's my Apple Jacks. I think what's interesting about the Josh Hawley situation, or sorry, not the Josh Hawley situation, but Josh Hawley's involvement, I guess you would say, in the situation, you know, the role he plays in something like this, is it's the same role politicians in the American government have played since the inception, right? So today's episode is called Appeasement Appropriation and AP African American History, because along with Josh Hawley on my FU list, there's a man by the name of Ron DeSantis, governor out of Florida, who can we just, okay, Ron DeSantis is trying to paint himself as this big bad wolf character, this, you know, post-Trump um, lightning rod. My my issue with that is it's not even, it, it's again, because here's my, here's the point I'm at with this, with all this. Here's, here's where I'm at with all this. None of it is surprising anymore. None of it surprises me. I don't even, I'm not. Ron DeSantis does not anger me or, or ire me or, you know, I'm not, I don't have some strong feeling about him really leaning either way. I just vehemently disagree with him. I'm adamantly on the opposing side of an individual like that because and it, it's not the all, the entire ideology. Well, it is. It's the entire tree of ideology. It's probably all of his beliefs, but it's the reason why. Okay. It's the reason why Josh Hawley is on the the the, uh, the Mitch McConnells, the, these white conservative Christians. So America is founded on these ideals of freedom, prosperity, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Right? What are we guaranteed? What are the inalienable rights? Uh, what is it? Freedom? Some I don't know. Life, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I think that's what the um, inalienable rights are. And there's a you know a very a very clear understanding. Something that we know to be fact is for the longest, and some would say up until now. Some would say that it stopped at a certain point. We no longer are worried about that, and we should be leaving it alone and forgetting about it. That, but that not everybody always had the right, the basic human right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? Not everybody was, was given these abilities, the capacity to do so, regardless of how badly they may have wanted to. But the people that were 100%, and there was never a question because they made the decision, were white, male, Christian, landowners, pros prosperous individuals, these people that were power hungry, right? And I, I said recently, uh, I tweeted, the Tiki Torch Whites are some of the boldest all time, like worst individuals to walk this earth because they believe that this planet, this space, everything belongs to them. There's this belief that God put them here to be the superior individual 
and that because of that, there it is their duty, their responsibility, the onus is on them, and they wear that badge with pride, white power, white pride. They wear that with pride to say, we are here to police. Love how that word means something very interesting in every context. They're here to police the rest of the world, right? And then that, and the reason I say that is these are the individuals that founded America. And what does America now think its entire job is to police the entire world, including its very own citizens in a way that, well, one, y'all not mad at China for data privacy, not for real. You're not mad at China for that. They're mad at the, the anger at China. The issue of China is racism and xenophobia and fear of another world power and a realization that big bad bitch on the block, you might be getting your ass beat by, by the new, by the new nigga in town. Not that, not even a new nigga in town. It's the niggas in town that they hitting puberty and their dad built them a little gym in the garage. So they've been getting the iron in. You've been flexing off the muscle of, I came out the womb big and bad. Okay. Okay. You want to keep playing this game? Play stupid games, one stupid prizes, America. The reason I, so going toward that, I watched, I finished yesterday morning, excuse me, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. So, you know, along the Tom Clancy series of, of spy books and spy novels, this is the, the movie with Michael B. Jordan, who, by the way, I said yesterday, I think Michael B. Jordan may go down as my favorite actor. Reason why, for all of my life, up until recently, Will Smith had been my favorite actor. And and here, don't get me wrong. I still love Will Smith as an actor, as an individual, as a man, as a, as a you know role model inspiration for my early years of life. 100%. I Am Legend was my favorite movie. I love uh, Hancock. Which, did you know, Hancock, I believe, does not have a D in it. <laughs> they say... I think it's it maybe the Mandela effect, but whatever, whichever one it is that causes us to remember something that was not or forget what was. I believe like the other examples are uh, like the, like it's a Flintstones, something, and like the Bernstein Bears, Berenstein Bears conversation. So yeah, apparently Hancock has no D in it. Black people for since it came out have been saying Hancock. Uh, so that's that's hilarious, but. In the in without remorse. So oh yeah, back to Michael B. Jordan real quick. So far in his, you know, and I say his career has been gone for a while. We're talking a twenty year career at this point, but specifically him being a leading man, um, a big role player in movies. Him, you know, the Creed, the Black Panthers. These, you know, having the Fruitvale Station. These roles in which I'm like, you know, Michael B. Jordan is doing and being everything that Will Smith was for me growing up and obviously you got the light skinness of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's being a black superhero, right? Like he's being a black badass. He's being the John Wick, the, um, the gosh, I can't even think of who else is. He's, he's kind of, I guess I wouldn't even say equalizer cause equalizer Denzel was different in that. Well, no, yeah, it was a revenge story, but so yeah, I guess, you know, that, that next coming of those actors, those legendary this is the greatest black actor. This is one of the greatest actors in general individuals. Uh, so I love what, what Michael B. Jordan is doing right now. And I love the the combination that he and Ryan Coogler make. When they come together, that's just magic. I mean, like they're a hit-making combo. You got right now, you have Michael and Quincy. You got Nas and Hit Boy. And right now you got Michael B. Jordan and, and Ryan Coogler. No, uh, Ryan Coogler in general has been bravo. Bravo, Ryan Coogler.
even though we still got some questions about that Wakanda forever, bravo, Ryan Coogler. Point being, in Without Remorse, toward the end, the uh, it's the secretary, the secretary of defense is in the, he's the one that basically ends up being the bad guy. Not to spoil it if anybody plans to watch it, but he ends up being the bad guy through the movie. And when Michael B. Jordan, you know, catches them getting the confession, they're having a conversation in the car and MBJ, his character, and gosh, I can't think of his name, John Kelly. John Kelly says to the, to the secretary, basically, like, you tricked us, you know, America, you've tricked us, you tricked our motifs. And he, the, us he's talking about is just their um, naval unit. He's not even saying this is not a black people thing. This is not a, you know, historical thing. He's talking about his naval, his Navy unit, his team, his crew, and the ones, you know, the ones that he sent into battle to die, the ones that got retaliated against. His, what he says to him, and he says some other stuff, but what I, the one line I took, we fought for what America could be. And as soon as I heard that, I paused it, and it made me think of the Tuskegee Airmen, the uh, slaves that fought in the Civil War. They basically won the Civil War for us, you know, the Christmas Addicts. Uh, the gosh, and I just learned the name of another man the other day. I have to, I have the video saved. I have to look back at it. Uh, we fought for what America could be. I'm thinking Million Man March. I'm thinking the March on Selma. I'm thinking uh, the the Birmingham boyc- or yeah, the boycott. I'm thinking of all these different ways in which black people in this country have fought, whether directly for this country or for ourselves in this country, for our freedom in this country, which on either side, that's what it was. We always have been fighting for our freedom in this country, right? And so that's where I mean when I say this idea of, you know, some, a lot of people would say that we're still not included in this inalienable rights discussion. We're not included in these basic human rights of life, liberty, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, specifically this life idea. And then you realize that it's not just a black person thing. This is an American thing. This is an this is a failing system of government that is failing its people that have been fighting for what America could be. Because for this entire time, this entire existence of this country, we've been being doused with propaganda of what this country is based off of ideals and belief. Think about intention versus effect or act, or the, you know, the intention versus, there's a, I can't think of the other word that starts with I that you know, flows with that, but intention versus what actually comes from it versus, what the, versus the effect of what you meant. You know, people often, well, I, I didn't mean to, but you did. Because realize America has a lot of blood on its hands, right? A lot of blood on its hands. And a lot of that blood is, and we'll go to what the secretary, he, he had a, a long response that I, I, I typed it all out because I was like, yo, that right there. And you'll hear, we'll read it. Continue what I was saying. <clears throat> His response, you know who won World War II? It wasn't the generals or the admirals. It was the economists. More tanks, ships, planes. And all the spending lifted this entire nation out of poverty, freed the world from tyranny. A big country needs big enemies. The best enemy we ever had was the Soviet Union. Our fear of them unified our people, gave us purpose. The problem today is that this country is that half this country thinks the other half is its enemy because they have no one else to fight. So we gave them a real enemy, one with the power to threaten their lives, their freedoms, freedoms you take for granted. So what I what I find very interesting about that line, and again, talking about this idea of America, the big bad bully, 
the protector and the policer. America has had this, gotten this image in its head of <clears throat> judge, jury, and executioner. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about playing judge, jury, and executioner. You know, we have a three system government, a three, we have the, ex, uh, uh, yeah, the judicial system, the executive branch, and uh, the legislative branch. And we have a system of checks and balances, right? The separation of powers. And its entire purpose says that one individual, one entity is not meant to get too powerful. If one starts to get a little too big for his britches, we're going to chop you down a peg to use all the idioms and cliches. You're getting too big for your britches, we're going to chop you down a peg, right? Then on the grand stage, you have America who there's three issues. There's like three or four issues that that combine on both sides of that that make this whole shit convoluted, right? You have America who wants to go out into the world and play judge, jury, and executioner with no separation of power. So in the in that on the grand stage, America is supposed to represent one body. And if that is the case, which it is in these situations, in a situation where regardless of how much you may have people saying we should not be fighting, we should not be aiding a war between Russia and Ukraine, if the American government body decides to do so, it doesn't matter how many senators are opposing it. In, in real time, it's happening. The tanks are getting sent. The billions are getting spent, loaned, borrowed, whatever, because we don't have the fucking money, because that's another topic for another day. How I've been telling people since I was in high school that the, that the dollar is fake. <laughs> like, I've been trying to, I've, tr I've been trying to get my friends and everybody around me since I was 16 years old. I've been trying to get them to understand that not only is money fake, but the US dollar was fake and would fall. Immediately when I learned about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, I was like, yep, that's the end of our money. It was the end of our money because it's becoming the end of our, we won't go there. It's the end of days, the end of times, my oh my. Because I came to a realization the other day, it was two of them. One was I had, for a long time, and this is specifically, this is before January 6th. This is, you know, along the, the killing spree by cops of unarmed black individuals that I was like, yep, fuck this country, fuck America, fuck that, da, da, da. And then I came around at some point and was like, you know, it's not, it's not F America. Now, I may take a knee for the national anthem, but that song still means something, right? That's why you take a knee during the national anthem, because you know it has meaning. You don't take a knee during just any song. You notice nobody took a knee during Lift Every Voice and Sing. Not that the song doesn't have meaning, but it doesn't have that meaning. See, the national anthem does have meaning because of what it says. The land of the free, home of the brave. Home of the brave, that's a fucking fact. It always has been. Because here's the thing about braveness. Braveness is a word that simply means, to me at least, willingness to go toward danger, an ability or even a, an affinity to take on risk. That's braveness, that's boldness, that's audacity. We are an audacious country. We should be the United States of audaciousness because boy, are we bold. Whether it be fighting for our freedom, the freedom for others, whatever it may be, we are a bold country. And because of that, that's why the American ideals and black ideals worked so well in theory because there was this it worked well in theory because we were chasing what we never had and the promises of what we were the promise that they gave us was what we were chasing 
Imagine being a boy or a girl that has never been in a relationship and you have this storybook idea. You Funny thing, Wale has a song called The Breakup Song. And in the beginning, he has, there's two versions of it. My favorite version of it is the first one I ever heard where there's a little voiceover intro, not done by Wale, done by, you know, whatever, just some computer program. And he says, there's a girl from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and she had grew up with a love idea that came from a skewed, like a skewed understanding of the movie, The Bodyguard, the Whitney Houston movie. And what's interesting about that is the reason he points that out is similar to someone like myself, <clears throat> who I speak on, and not just myself, a lot of black men, a lot of black individuals, a lot of our general generation growing up right now, we haven't gotten a chance to actually see love growing up, not from our own firsthand perspective, because whether it be our parents not together or in separate houses or in just loveless marriages relationships, right? I think because of that, so many of us go out into this world seeking what we never had, right? Or we never saw. So you go out into this world and you're like, I, I want to find love, but I don't just want to find love. I want to find love. I don't know what love looks like. I've never been in it. I've never experienced it. And I've never seen it enacted for me. Never had a model of how this should look, okay? You're going to fuck it up. It's going to take a while and you may never get it right. If everybody you go after, if everybody you attract, if everybody you get with is is broken or is, is giving you false dreams, sweet nothings. Maybe not on purpose, but intentionally much, much worse, right? And that's what it feels like has been happening for so long between America and the black people. And it, it's citizens in general, but specifically it's black and brown citizens. It's minority underrepresented individuals, which we are not... I've, and the underrepresented thing, similarly to how people are going toward realizing that we literally are not the minority and therefore should not be called so, the reason we're not giving these individuals the title of elites or, or oppressors because of the way that context matters so much, syntax matters so much. That's why grammar is important. That's why English is much Language arts are much more valuable in education than mathematics. Not much more valuable, but as far as the general education, now specialized, and then talking about the, the details, the minutiae of things, yeah, we need scientists, we need STEM. But this is why I'm so much deeper into the creative side, because grammar matters too. The way we talk about things, the language we use to describe things, it's psychology. It forms a mental a mental image in your head, you become in, ingrained in believing such a thing based off wording. And if you continue to use those words as generations go, you start to change meaning. You're playing the game of telephone. The thing about playing the game of telephone, if the game of telephone is played properly, the, the message may get to the very end, but the understanding of it is not going to be the same from the first individual to the last. Exact same words can get through from beginning to end, but you got two different meanings, two different understandings of of the word, right? And I, I, I look at what's happened. So talking about appropriation and appeasement, how they've been able to do so, especially with the black community, watching Godfather of Harlem yesterday, and they have Adam Clayton Powell who comes in to the president's office. The president's asking him, why haven't you guys gotten the education bill off the floor? Clayton, Adam, Adam Powell is a congressman. Why haven't you guys gotten my education bill off the floor? Well, not until you pass my Voting Rights Act to make sure that black people can vote. 
you get rid of the poll fees. That should have never been in the first place. See, that's the that's the kicker. Because it's this side of what, what America does is turns around and says, hey, we were, we got rid of poll fees, black people. So everybody else has been allowed, or all these white men have been allowed to vote and control government and, and, and skew things and drive, basically be the guardrails and the, the steering wheel for how this whole entire system works. Okay, hey, we're going to take away the poll tax. Still probably literacy tests. Still, you got uh, the different, the idea of you got to vote. 15 miles from where you live, whatever it may be, you still had a million ways in place to keep us from doing so. But we got rid of the poll tax. Be happy. Okay. Because what you'll see very often is, and this is where the the big issue comes in, because how do you destroy people? Divide them from within. So you do something like that off top. Okay. And then you have one faction of people within a community that says, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Gosh, we've got progress. We've done something because we have. Something has happened for the better. You cannot deny that. And then you have the other half of the population that says, this isn't enough. This should have been happened already, or we want more. And you have one faction calling the other side coons and the other side calling them niggers. Because the niggers are greedy and the coons are, are complacent, right? So yeah, how do, you, how do you separate a group from within? Give them appeasement. Appease, try to get, repeal a poll tax get rid of literacy tests, pass voting rights acts that you will later try to repeal 50, 60 years later, right? Guarantee them citizenship through an amendment, through a constitution. So I've, and I've asked this question a bunch of times before. We have my, my, the, the, my right to vote, to life, to simply, to being a free individual, to not being a slave are only, it's only guaranteed not by, it's not guaranteed by my existence. It is not. It's guaranteed by an amendment to an article or to a, a, a work of writing, a, you know, a piece of paper, a change to it. That means that before the change, it didn't, I was not guaranteed life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But appeasement says, you know what? Instead of scrapping this bullshit that we put together in a completely different world that was vastly different than the one we live in at that point. Forget today. Forget today. Vastly different then. Okay. Yeah. No, we're 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 gonna we're gonna keep that going. That doesn't work. I think what's what's interesting and going back to Ron DeSantis, you have well essentially what's happening in, in Florida with this book banning. And the book banning is almost the because it's the the biggest thing that's being put out there. That's why it's not the biggest issue, because the, the bigger picture issue is fully, oh, my goodness, you're trying to erase us. Again, you are literally trying to erase our history and us as individuals. You're trying to ban black sorority and fraternities from college campuses. That's insane. That's not that is not allowing us to go to church because the very reason that I have not had the best if you. I've talked about this. Like I, I know what could make, what would have made my college experience better. It's the reason we have HBCUs. It's the reason that we right now as black people are so, because we're realizing, oh damn, they're not gonna help us. You know how we talk about us having had this savior mentality? I think one thing, and that's what the idea of woke being used as this buzzword, as this catch all to describe individuals who are along a, you know, a threatening or an opposing line of thought. 
I think the issue with that again is it's the same way when you look at, huh? Wait a minute. When you talk about far right, far left, whatever it may be, but specifically the far right individuals, and you realize if you, when you do the um, the Venn diagram and you take these individuals' names at the top and you list their attributes and you look at what's in the middle, and one you'll find that a lot are in the middle, but but those things that are in the middle that that read white conservative Christian male from the South. And I'm not, this is in no way to stereotype any individuals, but this is giving a, a face and an image to right, like a very directly clear subset of the population, right? Cause they stand, again, they stand so proudly in what they mean, what they mean and how they feel that you are able to put a face with the name and a name with the face and a name and a face to the mindset, to the ideology, right? So I think what what happens when you have a Ron DeSantis that is trying to, again, not only erase the knowledge of our history, the knowledge of our story, the knowledge of our future and our and our progress and what what we need to gain a better understanding of where we come from, where we are and where we're going. You are trying to literally remove black bodies from their spaces from their comfort spaces. Because like I was saying, I know that one of the biggest barriers to my college experience being what I wanted it to be or what it should have been or what it's claimed to it's supposed to be is that I there I didn't feel that there were enough um, culturally relevant communities. And and I realized as it went on, one, up to me to create them, up to me to make them you know more so inclusive. But even still that they're not broadcast and prevalent the way something else may be the, the the lack of recognition behind them is one thing so if you already have a lack of recognition and knowledge and appreciation for them i think it's even worse to completely that, that's the weird thing is in it's always been this way of trying to hold down the people that you claim you're not threatened by or that you control it's like it's kicking a man while he's down and being like oh i i, I could beat you it's like you're sneaking me you you keep sneaking me and then be like fight back like I, said, I i tweeted the other day they they'd be like fight back nigga. and then you fight back they'd be, why are you hitting me oh why are you hitting me oh my gosh you hit me and it, it's it's very much a what do you want me to do here how am i supposed to what what, what do you want me to do here right so the the appropriation thing i think we know well maybe not I think cultural appropriation is one of those things that definitely gets kind of thrown around like genius and love. Appropriation is occurring though. Here's here's the reason again that appropriation, here's the reason again that America and the billionaire class, the 1%, all these different things that we realize, holy fuck, maybe they're not, maybe this shit's not normal. Maybe this isn't the way we're supposed to be doing this. Maybe we've made some missteps. It's upon realizing like two things. Me paying my Spotify subscription the other day at $4.99 and feeling bad thinking, damn, like at $4.99 could be going to somebody who hasn't eaten. And it's like, no, that's actually 100% true. But then at the grand scheme of the same way that people will say, well, why would I recycle? Why would I do equal friendly things? Why would I care about climate change with my small footprint? You have, you know, corporations, these uh, giant industrial factories spewing smog and they're spewing and contaminating the ozone and it's like no that's fair 100 percent. now you devil's advocate 1000 yeah but if we all you know make those small contributions i i'm i agree with both sides for sure but to play in the in the debate game to play my part to play my role 
and to understand what actually is the effect, the you know, the cause and effect behind this is you have Austin's population of homelessness and crime going up because you have Austin, Austin's billionaire and tech headquarter population going up. There's no surprise that there is a direct correlation between the two, right? I was at the Portillo's out in uh, the colony not too long ago. Now, being from Chicago, I always find it interesting to meet other people from Chicago, especially here in Dallas, in DFW, in Denton, in, in this area. Even though I, I do recognize how many of us there are here, it is always interesting, especially knowing I'm truly from Chicago. I'm from the south side of Chicago, right? A lot of people will say they are and be from Schaumburg or Gary, Indiana, or even they'll be from uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, whatever. But they'll say Chicago, whatever it may be, because it's the you know the biggest entity that they can think of. Or it, and it's fair, you know, same similar. It'd be like me saying Dallas. It wouldn't be like me saying Dallas, but it's like me saying Dallas. Enough. Point being, there was some there was a white family in front of us, and it was funny hearing them talk about Portillos and then their history in Chicago. They they were from Chicago, and I'm hearing them talk, and one of the women is telling them one of the men. That the reason she left beside the part of Chicago she was originally living in was because the neighborhood started getting dangerous. And it kind of made me laugh a little bit knowing exactly what she meant by that. Black people entered the neighborhood. Niggas. And I realized, you know, the same way that that <laughs> the same way that we, I guess, we try to we try to make it seem we we are a very victim blaming country, right? We do this thing of recognizing an issue and then we, we recognize an issue first we'll recognize an issue and say that's terrible and then we look at the individuals being affected by the issue aka josh hawley voting against a hate crime bill for asian hate crime but calling soon the second a christian which i don't i don't i'm not too sure again the separation of church and state and and religious religious identity is 100 self-decided so is race, especially realizing that race is a societal, fake, ridiculous construct. Even still, an individual that is Asian is Asian. An individual that is Christian can be Muslim tomorrow, right? Voting against an Asian hate crime bill, but calling for a Christian hate crime bill is not only hypocrisy, it's recognizing the issue, but not giving a damn about the individual. Right. So we have we have this big thing of looking at the issue and saying, oh, that's terrible. And then when we find out who's being affected by it, we, we uh, it's not that bad. Or right, I could be could be worse. Oh, well, look at what they're going through. The comparison of the burning house. That house is burning. Oh, that house is burning, too. Oh, that person. That's a white man's house. We've got to put his house out. We'll put the black man's house out after. It's not it don't it, it, you can't accuse me of playing the race game. It's playing the truth game, but realizing we'll say crime is happening. Oh, but it's black on black crime. Instead of helping, we're going to get the fuck out of here. We're going to get the fuck out of Dodge. It ain't the neighborhood. It's the hood neighbors. Maybe it's the neighborhood. You ever think about that? Maybe it's the neighborhood. All right. So, okay. Say we weren't going to go too long. I'm looking at we're getting toward 40 so minutes. But when things, when it, when it cuts pauses, it drops fucking 15 minutes half the time. I I noticed specifically uh, you know, when they were talking, I noticed specifically that 
I think she heard me say something about it. Now I don't remember what, what I said, but it was something probably like, I think I told Don who I was with, I was like, yeah, she's talking about black people, whatever. And she, I think she may have heard me say that. She stopped talking. She like, I saw her, her look back and kind of, and she just stopped talking mid sentence. Just stopped talking. Didn't bring the subject up anymore. So I, 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 I along the lines of, and going back to Ron DeSantis and this, you know, AP African-American history thing, which I think it's it's very funny. The reason I'm specifically making sure to, to say that AP African-American history is that's what it's being called and that's what's being fought against. Like that's that's the name of it. That's the entire, this is AP African-American history that we are, that they are trying to teach. And that is what's being fought against. But the buzzwords of woke being thrown around to identify anybody who is awoke, is awake, right? All right, yeah, we had to take a short break. But I just, yeah, the woke thing is this this catch-all way to just describe any individual who's awake, who is having an awakening experience. And I think that the thing about having an awakening experience is that comes in so many different forms, shapes, and sizes, and different, different, um, you know, energies. You can have your spiritual experience, your health experience, whatever it may be, just coming into I think there's a, a coming into self, right? A self-actualization, a self-realization that happens for so many individuals. And, and that's, the, that's the awakening. That's the woke. Because what comes along with that is when you have a, a, an understanding, a coming to God moment, a, 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 a time when you re- meet self and you're like, fuck, you, kinda, you, under, you, you turn around and you look at the shadow self and all the things that you've done wrong and that you've been the ways that you've been wrong in this world. And when you start to, it's, it's easy. When you, look at, when you look at the mirror and you're like, damn, because we reflect the world as the world does reflect us, right? And when we, especially along this collective consciousness and realizing social media has, has played a giant role in creating clones and stripping us of our individuality in the worst ways. And I said recently, the things that we talk about normalize and we, talk, we see on Twitter, normalize this, normalize that. And it's like, y'all wanna normalize a bunch of bullshit. Normalize fucking going to see a therapist. Normalize focusing on your act, like actually focusing on your mental health. Normalize not trying to make self-care be something that it's not. Normalize having conversations with people rather than immediately going to the offensive or the defensive. Normalize being normal. Normalize checking yourself for the shit that you think is normal. Normalize realizing that what's normal to you may not be normal to another and what's normal to another may not be normal to you and that's fucking okay, right? Normalize just because I like apple pie that don't mean I don't like blueberry or rhubarb. Which I don't, I've never had rhubarb, okay? It's like I'm, yeah, the, this, this woke thing is, and, and the, the thing is that's funny. Again, we're talking about this white Christian conservative thing even the woke is becoming such a clear identifier for them. And I talked back before with the, the good old boys club and the effective altruists and how they, you know, use that, how they always, their own lingo. Like that's how you form a cult. How you form a cult is language is such a big thing. Give them a way to communicate and you've, you've changed the, you've changed everything because if individuals can communicate with each other without ever spilling their plans or, or they can communicate in a way that keeps them connected and involved in the broader society, but also very much ingrained in in a clique that only uses, right? Only identifies with, think of, just watching the other day, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. 
you had government officials, you had the 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 director or not well, Nick Fears, the director of Shield, but um I think he was the Secretary of Defense in there too. You have these government, these politicians, and he leans in Hell Hydra. Woke is Hell Hydra, right? Woke is the Nazi symbol, right? Like woke is that's this for them. Not not in general. That's that's this for them. When you have these buzzwords that you it's it's how it's used, right? It's not the the simple use of the word, even though some like Hell Hydra is, but it's the fact of I don't use a word like woke just in everyday conversation. And I also don't use woke to describe the same I admit in anything really. I've only started using woke again since this weirdo Ron DeSantis has brought it up. The things that he calls woke though are he says he says teaching gay and uh race and like racism along with with African American history is wrong, which it's not. But how would we ever know otherwise on either side? Because I realized, damn, y'all don't ever talk about any of our assassinated leaders. Oh, cause y'all killed them. Right. Gotcha. They make sure we know who killed Abe Lincoln. Damn, y'all never talk about the motherfucker that killed Malcolm X or Martin Luther King. He was assassinated too. Okay. Like I said, man, I cause I'm I'm like Drake said, I'm, I'm almost on form going off on the beat. No, I, like I said, I didn't want to take this episode too long. And I think we covered some, some good ground. The book ban is crazy, man. The book ban is crazy. The book ban is bad because like, even if you know, I've talked about it before. What's become my favorite book, The Spook Who Sat By The Door. Like, I don't know if that's banned or not. I got it. I have the list open. Um, Man, I just, there's so many. Here's the thing about a book ban. I'm wondering, you know, there's so many books that, we didn't read. I, I'm wondering they're they're banning books. Who was reading them in the first place? Because that's that's been my issue. Is y'all don't y'all don't teach the shit in school regardless. Like that's 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 another thing of it is you're trying so hard to make sure like to do the preventative measures of oh no it definitely look at them they're awakening. That's the thing about the woke is that the awakening is happening. You're calling for something that hasn't yet occurred, which shows what you fear. You fear the future, not the present, because the awakening is occurring. I wouldn't say anybody's really awake yet, right? But it's 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 that there are people that are awake and they know it, and they they may not have listened to my podcast, but they know I exist. And I because I'm not saying me, it's this collective conscience, right? This understanding of if I'm getting the downloads from source, if I'm getting the the understanding, if I'm having the awakening spiritually, mentally, emotionally, historically, generationally, a generational awakening, it damn sure can't be me alone, right? And they know that. And, and what what will happen is they'll put an in racism badge in, on somebody's jersey, or they will paint an end zone with "slavery was wrong." Somebody's gonna post a black square. No, I'm I'm still I, the black squares is hilarious looking back at it because that didn't make me feel any bit of solidarity like that. The black square didn't make me say, "Ah, yeah, like you rocking with me." No, 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 it didn't. I don't know, man. That that's another. They they'll ask, well, what do you want? That's not how this works. That's appeasement. That's an appeasement question. What do you want? Well, what do you guys want? What do you want from us? What do you want us to do? I didn't ask you for anything. It's it's you thinking that it's up to you or that the power is in your hands to change this situation that we're talking about is the very issue and the very thing that causes the situation that we're talking about, right? And I think maybe coming to an understanding of that. That may be a great starting point. 
we may come to a, a great starting point would be a realization and a checking of forget privilege of position in the world in our society and you know i, I asked i said at what point do we stop fighting at what point do we as black people in america say okay this experiment has not worked because that i td jake said the other day like the or not said the other day but what i was watching the other day him saying the the idea that we are still if our ancestors read the newspaper today our ancestors are our recent leaders activists if they read the, the newspaper today if they looked at the news today they would be like what the fuck because the things that have changed again they would they would notice the appeasement they would notice the civil rights bill that basically had to be passed twice right appeasement by death by I mean by like full-on demonstration was emancipation and then sharecropping and then jim crow right like that is all you did was keep your foot on our neck and then let it up a little bit talking about can you breathe can you breathe a little bit better is that better how about you get your fucking foot up don't is that better me to death and they say you started with your foot all the way on my neck and you let it up a little bit each time and then be like well i, I let my foot up bitch your foot is still there <laughs> can you just take your foot off can you just take your foot off please yeah i'm like if they if they looked at <laughs> if they looked and they were like what's happening in, in the year 2023 like they're they're rolling over in their graves rosa parks is pissed he's like what is going on here is this is this is crazy tamir rice got up there in heaven she was like yo what did the the carlos miller video you're not supposed to be here i was rosa with tamir rice and drayvon martin y'all too young for this george zimmerman what the fuck? all the way on my fu list he started the list george zimmerman started my fu list i don't like people named george hww zimmerman i don't like people named george um yeah george bush doesn't like black people that was a crazy time huh <laughs> george bush doesn't like black people that was crazy kanye west all right man i'm, I'm going off on the beat all right i love y'all we got more to talk about today oh yeah we got a wednesday show right now this is dropping on wednesday Normally it would be Tuesday, but I hoped the guys last night instead of recording. I had a beautifully busy day. I said that. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm 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 calling for everybody to continue and if you haven't started, start asking questions. Because again, it's it's the more questions you ask of yourself, then you start to reflect them on the world, and you're like, oh wait a minute, some again, you you like you. It's a we get to a point of realizing like, fuck, something's not right here. Something is not right. Something is not right. It's that simple. Something's not right here. We messed up along along the way. We took a misstep. We made a left turn. We should have went right. And when we tried to correct it by making a right turn off of the left, and all that did was sent us even more awry. You can ask me what I think the remedy or what the, you know, the the get back the way out is. I'll give that answer another day at another time when, when I see fit. Until then, so long, farewell. I love y'all. Peace. Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. 
Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles Cause anything is possible yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold Stack that bread and buy my nose Anything is possible yeah. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles Cause anything is possible Oh man, I got a lot of gold Stack that bread and buy my nose Anything is possible Hey I grind to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles Cause anything is possible Yeah Oh man, I got a lot of gold Stack that bread and buy my nose Anything is possible Yeah All I know is get paper All I do is shit major Bought a condo on the top floor in the buildings a skyscraper Feeling like I'm Kobe LeBron for the Lakers Feeling like I'm Idris Paul Walker